0: the years. He's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now he's taking his talents to 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC.
1: And welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we have a lot to cover today as they say. And unfortunately, it is not a nice like to suggest that we have from uh, every part of the globe something to talk about today and much here at home. Uh, let's begin with the Israel-Hamas war and what is uh, the latest uh, uh, series of developments. A second U.S. aircraft strike force has now taken up station in the eastern Mediterranean, folks, The Dwight D. Eisenhower joining up with the Gerald Ford Aircraft Carrier Strike Force. Now, these are... Uh, tremendous tremendous ships with uh, unprecedented capacity uh, for aircraft and for munitions that they carry of all sorts including nuclear uh these are extraordinary uh weapons to put into the region and i think that just to everyone who is concerned about israel uh, who is worried about the uh, the the attacks of hamas the uh, the It just it it infuriates me to a point I can't even uh, sometimes speak, and this is one of them, obviously. I mean, I am so angry uh, to hear the United Nations talking about constraining Israel in its retaliation against Hamas. I am so sick and tired of hearing the United Kingdom foreign minister... And over talking about, well, Israel cannot be permitted to uh, go into Gaza and to strike back at Hamas. Uh, the, those who are trying to, at this moment, constrain Israel were not listening at any point uh, to Prime Minister Netanyahu. He said that Israel will annihilate Hamas in Gaza. They will be eliminated and this will not stand and it will never happen again. Uh the two strike forces I just mentioned that are now on station in the Eastern Mediterranean to protect Israel, to protect Israel from Hamas, Hezbollah, from Iran uh, and other other actors in the region. Uh, As Iran is now threatening to intervene in the Israel-Hamas war, uh, those ships are there, uh, those two strike forces are there to remind them uh, that this is not under under any circumstance a a bluff. It is not an empty threat. They now face simultaneous devastation by the weapons aboard those two strike forces, and there are about 40 ships in all, if Iran were to make the mistake of intervening in any against Israel. Uh, again, the UK foreign minister talking about Israel being constrained uh, in its retaliation against Hamas uh, and to to the extent possible protect civilians from harm. Hamas as we all know uses civilians as shields. Uh, their their stores of ammunition and weapons within Gaza are all situated in civilian areas and surrounded and uh, indeed uh, beneath Civilian populations and Hamas themselves often are indistinguishable from civilians, whether in Gaza or any other part of the Middle East. Uh, I just cannot imagine why we put up with this United Nations, folks. I am so disturbed. By what has been formulated as a a, a wall of uh, protection around Hamas, uh, using the, the the nonsense, the tripe uh, of uh, they're so concerned about civilians that you couldn't possibly retaliate against the evil, the evil Hamas terrorists who who struck innocent Israelis, and I'm talking about men, women, children, and babies. And I didn't hear, frankly, I did not hear such concern for those Israeli victims of these horrific terrorists, Hamas, uh, as I am hearing now about their concerns for the Palestinians, uh, the uh, the the civilians of Gaza. It's it's extraordinary, and, and then to think that we're hearing also. The the United States government can't renege on its agreement to provide that 16 billion. It is 16 billion, folks, by the way, in total that's been frozen, that was being released by the Biden administration. But the six billion dollars specifically that is in the Qatar uh, bank uh, that they are now, it turns out, watching but have not refrozen. Uh, the, the the administration is talking out both sides of its mouth. It's playing cute with its language talking about we are watching over that money but they have not frozen that money and it may or may not have been released in any quantity to the iranians we don't know the truth of it we don't know anything approaching the truth of it because this administration has been playing so fast and loose with facts of the truth for so long but in particular in its foreign policy that that, that we can't trust anything they say But we can trust one thing. Moving those two U.S. aircraft carrier strike groups into the eastern Mediterranean is the biggest possible statement uh, above all that they could have made because that means that the U.S. military is prepared uh, to strike against any intervention by outside powers. And by the way, that is not just a rant. Because now we know that the, uh, the, the Chinese uh, and the Russians, both members of the Security Council, are working behind the scenes to stop the retaliation of Israel against Hamas in Gaza. Uh, we are, we know they're working behind the scenes. We do not know the substance of it, but we certainly can divine uh, and infer precisely what it is they mean to do. And what they mean to do is to leave Israel isolated, in effect, because all of the United Nations, folks, I have to tell you, I, I will put my bias right out in front of you, as I always do. The United Nations is a worthless relic of a a cold war paradigm that has long outlived its usefulness it is a a body uh, of of anti-democratic uh, nations uh, and interests and forces that conspire against the united states against western europe uh, against all of the democracies all of the democracies uh, on this planet and it's time that we took into account reality. It is time that the United States government, it won't be this administration, but it hopefully will be the next, can deal with a reality and make decisions based on clear and open-eyed judgment that is bereft of any, any consideration other than what is in the interest of the United States and our other democracies around the country. Uh, because that is the opposite of what is happening, unfortunately, to our country uh, and to this globe right now. I I, I have to say something I, I didn't think I'd ever say. Uh, I have to I have to salute uh, the French President Macron. He ordered out 7,000 troops as more incidents of anti-Semitism were breaking out in his country as pro-Palestinian uh demonstrations were growing uh, even after uh, all of the authorities local uh, and provincial as, as well as the federal authorities in France telling these groups that they would not be permitted to uh to demonstrate uh, they did so anyway he brought out 7000 troops and made it very clear that France is prepared to deport anyone who is in that country illegally who has uh, given them any grounds for deportation whatsoever, including breaking their laws, they will be leaving France and will be dealt with summarily. And you will notice we're not seeing demonstrations today in France by the pro, uh, pro-Palestinian pro forces and, and interests in France. I think it's a great, great lesson for the United States. And as I say, I am delighted but still nonetheless shocked to say I'm saluting uh, France for what it is doing to handle a situation that is ugly uh, and as potentially destructive as any that uh, we faced in some time. And to think that we are dealing with uh, Iran on this basis uh, who is blindly supporting Hamas, because, of course, it is sponsoring Hamas, and I think uh, without evidence, and there is no evidence, to my knowledge, unless it's in the uh, custody of our intelligence agencies or other Western intelligence agencies, including, of course, the Mossad, uh, I have no no clear evidence, and nor have I read of any, that Iran is behind uh, what happened on October 7th. But I truly believe that they are responsible for those cowardly and and barbaric attacks that they launched against the state of Israel and innocent, innocent Israeli citizens and civilians, as I said, from from men, women, and children to, to, to babies as well. I have to say to you that I will never, ever, forget uh, the, the the imageries that we saw, the reports that we heard and watched uh, about what they did to those Israelis along the border of uh, Gaza, uh, ever. Uh, it is just barbaric at a level that we just cannot comprehend, I think. Uh, war is always in some sense barbaric, but what they did to innocents, to children, to babies is Unforgettable, unforgivable, uh, to men and women uh, uh, as well. It, it is. I, I still am just. I cannot tell you how angry I still am, and wh- and I cannot comprehend why there is not a universal firestorm uh, sweeping the country, a firestorm of anger uh, toward Hamas, uh, toward Iran, Hezbollah, and all of these these. Organizations and groups, terrorist organizations and groups, and Iran, their principal sponsor, uh, and all radical Islamists, irrespective of their brand, their label, their names, uh, and what they intend uh, against Israel. We in the West have to come to terms against this this level of hate uh, against one people uh, in one location of the world uh, that... It's just unacceptable that this would be something that is negotiable, that responses and retaliations would have to be arbitra- arbitrated with a united nation uh, filled with, as it is, anti-Semitic nations of all sorts, anti-democratic nations of all sorts. Uh, but that's where I am today, and I wanted to share that with you, and I hope that you will be uh, calling in to take uh, to take up the conversation and I want to be sure to, to give you that number, which is 1-800-848-9222. To call in to Lou Dobbs Sunday, one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, 848 9222 And, uh, it, it's, it'll be quite a conversation, I know. But we've got a lot to talk about, including the speakership of the of the uh, House of Representatives it is looking as though Jim Jordan will likely be the speaker of the house we can't say that with uh, with absolute conviction or certain knowledge but we do know that all of his rivals have now come out in support of Jim Jordan the Ohio Republican who is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee as well as the chairman of the House Weaponization of Government Committees. He's the chairman of two of the four House Investigating Committees investigating President Biden and corruption of his, of his administration, which is more, more than I think anyone ever imagined as these investigations began. We're also going to be talking about this economy. Uh, we are watching a lot of numbers flow by. We're watching a lot of concern. We're watching uh, great concern at the, uh, at the gas pumps. We're, uh, we're watching what's happening with the, uh, in our grocery stores. But, you know, luckily there's such a thing as core inflation, which disregards uh, fuel and energy and, and uh, groceries, uh, and eliminates that. And at that point, uh, inflation is only running as robustly as it has uh, at any point uh, in the past 30 years. You're listening to Lou Dobbs Sunday, and we want to hear from you. And thanks for being with us on this great day in America. We'll be right back.
0: It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Dobbs Sunday is on the, on the air on seventy-seven WABC.
1: Nothing like a quiet Sunday with Lou Dobbs Sunday. Huh? I am so uh, angered right now by what uh, is, is transpiring in the Middle East, uh, in the United Nations, uh, in, in this country as well. I should not let us uh, off the hook on anything uh, when it comes to uh, the the response by this administration. Uh, To what is uh, befallen Israel. Uh, I have every confidence that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu will see to it uh, that uh, retaliation and justice are brought to Hamas and all who sponsor Hamas. Uh, But I have to say, to imagine that uh, this could have occurred. Uh, in 2023 is is just sickening to me, and I know it is to you, and infuriating to to us all, uh, almost all. I, I, I want to turn to uh, uh, to Harley, who's calling in uh, on the Hamas attack. Uh, Harley, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Welcome.
2: Hello, hello, Lou. How are you today? Besides well. being pissed off about the, uh, I hate atrocities. Whoever commits them. I, I'm against all atrocities, and I was also horrified. But I'd like to know where you were and where everybody else was over the last four, five, six, seven decades while the Israeli Defense Forces were doing the same damn things to the Palestinians, shooting their eyes out, burning their houses, killing their crops, uh, raping the women, shooting, cold-blooded shooting people in the streets, using hollow-point bullets and blowing people's knees off.
1: Harley, a, it, Harley, come on, man. What, what, you know, I go ahead and finish it, but just understand: no one here doubts that you know you're lying. Did I know my what? I said no one Did listening I know to my you. What? No one listening I know to you what? doubts that you know you're lying.
2: My, what? Your teeth. I'm lying. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You know what? You got the airwaves, but God will have His way. You take take off.
1: Well, I, I'm going to assure you of one thing. Uh, God will uh, have a great influence on us both, uh, and I'm very comfortable with where I am, so I hope you uh, can be at some time in your life. Uh, thanks for the call and revealing much of what we're talking about here today. Uh, let's go to, uh, if we may, uh, Sal in Staten Island. Sal, you're on the air. Hey, Lou. First of all, I'm going to start positive, and
3: then we deal with the horrors of today's world. First of all, happy birthday, Cousin Bruce, the American Army and American Air Force veteran. And happy United States Navy, the same day as Brucey, 248 years old. No, Navy, not Brucey. Also, four weeks from today will be American Veterans Day. Let's not forget, 66% of the homeless men and women in America are American veterans. God help them. And that. Well, 13, wait a minute. You, skipped, wait a minute. you
1: sk- Whoa, Sal, you skipped over the Marine Corps birthday on November 10th. What happened?
3: That- that's what I, well, I said, part of, the, part of the Navy. It was born of the well, U.S. Well, the Marines America. don't look at
1: it that way, partner.
3: 66% of the homeless men and women in America are American veterans, God help them. 13,000 American veterans suicides every year. Let's bring an end to that. Uh, you know
1: what? I Listen, American I couldn't agree with you more. No one cares more about the veterans than, I'm sure, 90% of this audience and myself. So what's your point about what we're talking about here on Ludov Sunday?
3: Well, I, that's the part. Now what I'm saying is, we have sleeper cells all across the city and the country. The fact that these idiot kids and the COVID like and CUNY are coming out and praising what those animals did to those Israeli babies—they are sleeper cells, Lou. They are sleeper cells. They are able-bodied men. If, if they are leaving oppression, why do they leave their wives and children behind? I've seen them, Lou. I've seen them get vouchers for, for, uh, for, out, for clothing and such. We're paying for it. Able-bodied men in their teens, 20s, 30s, what are they doing here? Sleeper cells. Now the idiot uh, state says, uh, wants to put them in Fort Wadsworth, the oldest U.S. consecutive running uh, on Staten Island Base. They want to put them in Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn on U.S. basis. Lou, this is ridiculous. They are sleepy cells waiting for orders, Lou. God help America. God help Israel, Italy, and the free countries. We have to rescue our hostages. Uh, Reagan, Trump would have had uh, Navy SEALs, Marines, and Green Beret over with the Israeli forces to get our people out. There are Italians, Americans and Israelis being held we have to rescue them
1: there is no doubt and i, I applaud every word you're saying uh, this is a this is a moment that uh, we we are again experiencing under this administration this is not unlike precisely what we saw in afghanistan a willful president uh, who is both inept uh, incompetent, impaired as well—it's pretty obvious—and uh, he is our commander in chief. And if that doesn't frighten every man, woman, and child in this country, uh, I don't know what would. Uh, but we're going to have to uh, pray to God that we uh, that he can get us through this, because this, uh, depending on this particular commander in chief, I think is going to be very difficult indeed for all of us. Uh, thank you for the call, and I'd like to point out: Staten Island is the one borough. That has said, "Hell no," uh, to Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, and his ideas about where he's going to put uh, illegal immigrants to the disservice and disadvantage and discomfort uh, of the residents of those bureaus. And uh, Staten Island, uh, you know, I salute you uh, in speaking up and actually standing up uh, for what is right. Uh, David in Brooklyn, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Thank you.
3: Hi, Mr. Dobbs. How are you? I'm good. You always make a lot of sense. I want to add a little two cents, if I may. Please. I'm not a Biden supporter at all, but this time he was okay. But what bothers me, um, Secretary Blinken goes around, and he's also very sympathetic to the Israelis, which should be, but he always doesn't forget to point out that Israel has a right to defend themselves, but they should be careful at civilians. The- Israel doesn't need to hear that from Blinken. And you yeah. know what? Hamas wants Blinken to say that. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. He doesn't have to say that, especially in public. It wants to say it into the ears of Netanyahu. I have no problem with it. Netanyahu and Israelis are the best army to avoid uh, civilian casualties in the history. So they don't right. need to be lectured by Blinken. That's all I have so, to
1: say. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the idea... Uh, of the uh, the civilian leadership of the Defense Department, or Anthony Blinken, and I, uh, you know, I, I applaud your high regard for him. Mine is, uh, I have to tell you, extremely low. Uh, I don't think much of him at all. Uh, particularly uh, as, uh, President Biden, as you said, defending uh, you know the Israelis and pledging unconditional support. He has two carrier strike forces. I mean, they could unleash more firepower. Uh, against the enemies of Israel if they intervene uh, then any uh, any other uh, to my knowledge any other developed nations uh, combined navy and air force just those two strike uh, air air force uh, uh air forces and navies of the uh, any developed nation could not match the firepower of the Eisenhower and, and the Ford aircraft uh, strike groups uh, so I'm very comfortable with that. What I'm not comfortable with is, just as you've said, President Biden, uh, after p- pledging unconditional support for Israel, then defends Palestinians uh, uh, against uh, against the Israelis. This is madness uh, in this administration. He doesn't know what he's doing, and we know that he's impaired, he's uh, compromised, he is corrupt. Uh, all of that is now. Uh, our commander in chief, and we have to get through this somehow. And uh, pray to God, that uh, we do. Uh, go to Russ in White Plains. Russ, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday.
4: Thank you, Lou. I really enjoyed watching you on Bannon, when, especially when you were getting blackballed for your views. I, you know, but <laughs> it, well, really, it was horrendous what they tried to do to you. But I'm glad yeah. you bounced back. Well, uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, Bannon emphatically, uh, if you've been watching, emphatically thinks Biden and the Chinese want us to be drawn into this conflict and that we should uh, really, I guess, cancel Israel to use restraint. Because, you know, Syria, has, the Damascus airport was bombed just the other day, right? You heard about that?
1: Uh, not only Damascus, but also Aleppo. And not only were they bombed, though. Those two, uh, uh, those two airports, uh, the largest in Syria, were taken out. They're not uh, in service.
4: To eliminate the Syrian Air Force, I suppose, but, you know, this is not the Syria of ten years ago. Ten years of civil war has filled that place with inactive ISIS and, and uh, you know, Assad's government troops. They'll release those ISIS-crazy people from the prisons, and there's going to be a real problem for Israel. You know, I support Israelis. I want to limit further unnecessary suffering by Israel. I, what do we need to do to save Israelis from their Israeli government? Because I think uh, some in the Israelis, the, the fanatics, would rather die than admit that they were defeated. It's almost a suicide pact going on there, and so thanks a lot for letting me say that,
5: Lou. Yeah, no,
1: you're welcome, and you're right. Uh, it's not almost a suicide pack. it is a suicide pact for everyone but their moms. Uh, it is a suicide pact for everyone except the elites, uh, and I think that there is a growing consciousness of that uh, in the uh, in the Arab street. Uh, it, it's. Uh, It is really striking. But uh, what is happening is they have now unleashed Hamas. They being Iran. Uh, I'm really I'm not interested in gradations of evil. They are evil, Uh, and I will not waste time uh, discussing how evil or how evil they are not. Uh, What they have done speaks for itself, and it's unspeakable uh, in civil in the civilized world. Uh, Joanne, uh, in Westchester, you're on Lou Sunday. Welcome.
6: Hi Lou, how are you? <laughs> Um, Lou, I, I respect your opinion on everything. I hear you on. Somebody has you on the Lou Dobbs a uh, few minutes every day, and I believe it might be. Is it Bo Sniderling or one of the shows? One of the shows has Lou Dobbs every day. Your opinion, and okay, so you know, I respect it. I love it. I want to right. just ask your opinion on one thing, and I will make this one statement because I could talk about twenty things, but we don't have time. Um, just just <laughs> that yesterday, yesterday I was appalled on one of the, one of the shows on this station. Um, I don't want to mention his name, but I want to just say that he's, he has affiliations with um, with Israel. Okay, so that being said, I probably know who he is. I just, because I, I respect him too as an intelligent person. However, he made this statement, appalling, that um, Donald Trump hasn't done much for us. Okay, what has he done? The only thing he did in Israel that he really admired was move the embassy, you know that, all that. And that was the only mm-hmm. good thing that he ever did and that. In fact, he would vote again now, um, for Biden. Now that I thought was insanity. Could you could you dissect that for me?
1: Well, I, I, I'm glad you didn't name anyone because I don't want to know who it is if they're on, on this great uh, iconic uh, power station, uh, the WABC, uh, because I'm I'm delighted to be a part of it and I'm uh, delighted with the talent uh, to, to be a part of the, this uh, great. Uh, pool of talent uh, that John Ketzamates has put on the air for, for for everyone. Uh but let me say you cannot un, under any circumstances uh, if you are an intelligent person you cannot say that uh, irrespective of circumstance you would vote for Joe Biden. Uh, that is that would be a monstrous decision. It would affront logic, reason, uh and any kind of intellectual capacity. Look at whether it's the economics, whether it is corruption, whether it is the uh, the foreign policy. Uh, as Bob Gates said, this man has never had a correct uh, decision on foreign policy at that time it was in forty years and it would have to be adjusted now to fifty years. Uh, he is uh, and and President Obama famously saying that there isn't much that 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 Joe Biden can't screw up. And that, too, has been uh, proved to be the case. I can't think of a single and I'm curious if you're still on the line, Uh, can you think of a single policy initiative, a single uh, decision that he's taken that has been in the interest of the United States?
6: I cannot, and thank you. And I have followed him, you know, for years while I researched back and all. And I have found that I think he's been, for the most part, I'm just going to use the word clown for a long time, Corrupt, a lot of nonsense, his family through and through, criminality. I I don't know much that he's done. I think this person has it backwards. And I want to tell you, the person that I'm talking about is normally under under normal circumstances, except for the opposite side of me, where I agree, my party, Um, but an otherwise intelligent person. I thought I was hearing things. I want to tell you, I was out driving in the rain listening to this, and I had to pull over to let it sink in and try to call in, but I never got on.
1: Well, we're glad you did, that. Joanne, and do so again. You're welcome anytime. We appreciate it. I do just want to make uh, two comments as we go to, to break. Uh, I have been fired by two networks, one conservative and one left-wing. I've been blackballed by two White Houses, one Republican and one left-wing. How's that for balance? We're coming right back with more of Lou Dobbs Sunday. Stay with us.
0: This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC.
1: If you can tell me where politics uh, ends and business picks up, or vice versa, uh, you're doing better than I ever could throughout my career. It's the political economy, and both uh, weigh heavily upon the uh, the prospects for one for the other. Uh, you're on Lou Dobbs Sunday, and we're going now to Joe in New York. Welcome.
2: Hello. How you doing, Lou?
1: I'm doing good. How about you, Joe?
2: Uh listen. If you have uh you look back at World War Two, you had a a physical a physically handicapped guy who was failing in health in FDR. You had Alger Hess. You had uh you had uh, racist in Congress. Today you have Biden who's who's uh, uh uh is crippled inside, you know, his head and everything. And you got Anthony Blinken who's a, a disaster, you have Anti-Semites, you know, anti-Semites. you're
1: you're making quite a comparison now. FDR, Anthony Blanken and Joe Biden,
2: <laughs> and now <Alger> Hess. <laughs> and you have bigots because they they say that that they, they can't be racist because they're not in control. So you have bigots. Right in Congress, and the, the world has been turned upside down, and all the crap that was on the bottom is making policy. How are we going to survive this? And I'm a, six, a 65-year-old man, and I think we would have had a hard time in World War III when I was 18 years old because we were all drinking beer, smoking pot, and worried about hanging out and everything. The kids today, they don't even leave the house. They got pajamas on. They got, uh, uh, they got pajama back, you know, uh, keyboard neck. Keyboard hands. We if, if we have to go to war and draft people that run in high, because I feel I'm getting out. Joe, you're right you're line.
1: breaking up. You're breaking up pretty good there in the wind. Uh, I, I take your meaning and uh, we'll address it real quickly here, if we may, Joe. Thanks for the call. Uh, it, this country right now is in a heck of a mess. There is no doubt about it, and if we don't acknowledge that, we're just not being honest and and uh, speaking truthfully about what we're witnessing and experiencing every day in this country. But here's the thing: this country right now doesn't have a choice. You know, Donald Rumsfeld had that old saying: you don't know, you go to the army, go to the war with the army that you've got, not the one you necessarily want. Well, if we were to go to war right now we 'd be saying "You go to war with the commander in chief you 've got not necessarily the one you want or need uh, we 're going to have to hope that the the sum of the parts of this great country are 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 still much greater than any one individual, even if in leadership, even in the uh, the role of Commander-in-Chief, uh, and we're going to still have to rely on God to get us through it all. Uh, I know that's not uh, in any way uh, a salve, but uh, it's it's the best I can do. I appreciate it. Let's go uh, to John uh, in Brooklyn. John, welcome.
5: Hey, Lou, nothing better than more Lou Dobbs. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, bless your heart. Thank you. Uh, my take on this whole thing is that... Uh, Joe is compromised by our intelligence. They got dossier on him. Uh, FBI had that laptop before anybody. They're sitting on it. Bobolinsky went to the FBI. They did nothing. He's compromised, all right, but he's compromised by our intelligence agencies, and they're telling him what to do, how to do it, how high to jump. Don't go here. Don't go there. Or They'll blow the whistle on him and his whole family.
1: Well, I I want to tell you, you just happened to have described uh, today what uh, we're taking up on my podcast, The Great America Show. Russ Tice is a former senior uh, intelligence analyst for NSA and a whistleblower, and he talks about exactly what you're describing on the part of the intelligence agencies, particularly the NSA, which picks up all of the metadata and his own experiences, and let me just relate one element of that experience that he talks about today, and that is when, as, uh, in the 19, I believe I've got this right, 1996, when uh, uh, he was a elected senator from Illinois, Barack Obama, uh, they had blackmail-worthy material that they had surveilled him from the moment he was elected. Uh, and uh, that's just one of the elements. But we know pretty sure that uh, the there's been a lot of intelligence uh, that has been uh, surveilled from private citizens and including the elected officials of this country. And we know for a fact that President Trump was, as he put it, wiretapped. All of the left-wing media scoffed when he used the word wiretapped, and then we find out later that he was under surveillance for quite some time, he and his campaign, and then uh, this president and his senior advisors. Uh, John, uh, your reaction?
5: Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%, plus all the unmasking that they did. And, and when Obama was in there, he, he used the NSA to do dossiers on everyone, the Supreme Court justices, everybody. And and, and this, yeah. that's the biggest thing we have here. Nothing happened with all those unmasking. What was it like? Ninety unmaskings. Nothing. Nothing. No, was
1: I can't Yeah, it was a lot larger number than that. Uh, several people had uh, uh, three to four hundred. They'd called for three to four hundred uh, unmaskings uh, by themselves. And let me repeat what an unmasking is. Uh, that is when they uh, identify a specific officer uh, or official of the U.S. government uh, and uh, and target that person and reveal it. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. They unmasked them. Uh, and I remember Samantha Powers uh, from the United Nations, of all people, uh, was asking for them by the hundreds. Uh, so was uh, uh, Vice President Biden, as it turns out. It was quite a list. Uh, but anyway, there we are. And that's what we're contending with. John, thanks so much. Uh, Jonathan, let's uh, turn to Jonathan in New Jersey. Welcome, my friend.
7: Good afternoon, Lou. Your opening monologue is awesome and it's spot on. My opinion every Hamas, you're welcome, every Hamas savage must be killed and eliminated from the face of this earth. By the way, none of this would not have happened if it's not for the failed appeasement policies to Iran from this administration. They own Mm -hmm. it, they got blood on their hands. Bloods of babies, children, and women. They own it all. Obama started it, and Biden is up to his neck in it. He owns it.
1: He does own it, and so does, as you point out rightfully, uh, Barack Obama. The idea that there can be peace without uh, without uh, consequence uh, for those who have uh, defiled uh, civilization, it's uh, fundamental human values. Just, uh, there is no way to describe the crimes that they have committed in Israel in the attacks of October 7th. Uh, it, it is, it, it is, to me, it, it, every time I think about it, uh, my blood frankly boils and I am that, uh, I am just being straightforward with you. I cannot imagine being constrained in retaliation uh, for those crimes against Humanity. Uh, Jonathan, thank you very much for your compliments and your kindness and uh, uh, your concern. We appreciate it. And call any time. Patrick, in Indiana, you're on the Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. Welcome.
7: I thank you, Lou, for uh, all you say, and uh, I hope you stick around for a long time. um, I'll try. (laughs) I'm glad to to hear that you think um, uh, Joe Biden, Jim Jordan is going to be elected Speaker of the House, and if he uh, can, if he stays conservative, like he should be, uh, and conserve means conserve the Constitution, and he could um, bring charges of impeachment against Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and they were both stick because the founders put laws in the Constitution. That says if you do this, and for Biden it said, if you give aid and comfort to the enemy, that's treason, and treason is impeachable. Right. And uh, the second well, thing he did after he stepped aside from uh, blocking uh, Putin from completing the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which Trump had been blocking, um, then the second thing he gave comfort to the enemy, Putin, by uh, cutting the Keystone Pipeline. Now, uh, the Democrats say that's for uh, climate change reasons, but what it actually did, it gave uh, comfort to Putin, knowing that we would never be a challenge to him again in energy until we got another president back that would uh, reinstate um, drilling on federal lands. And the two right. things t- that um, two things that Kamala Harris did that she could be impeached for in Article Two, Section Four, it says any president, vice president, or high official can can be impeached for treason, bribery, or high crimes.
1: Well, I, here's a, here's a high crime for they both share. Uh, and it relates to your point on energy independence and the way in which uh, the, uh, Biden has uh, responded to uh, the events in uh, in Israel this week. President Biden just said, despite everything that was happening, the attacks on Israel, the atrocities in Israel committed by Hamas, uh, the warnings by Iran threatening Israel and the United States, uh, Russia and China working against. This is what Biden said, in this moment in our history, the greatest threat to America, is climate change, and I have to say, um, Patrick, we don't have to say much more about Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Uh, it's uh, it, it is a, a pitiful record and a and a, a, a pitiful prospect to think that this uh, this President Biden will be in office, it seems, for another year and a half. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to uh, go to break here real quickly. Uh, this week, Biden saying the greatest threat to America is climate change. But guess what? He also said that uh, his support, after all, is conditional uh, for uh, Israel. In fact, he's very concerned about the Palestinians, too. Uh, this is a man who is, as I said, he is not only corrupt, uh, he is not only compromised, he is impaired, uh, and what really is an interesting question is just who is running this government. If you have some thoughts on that, we'll take that up as well. The number is 800 848 for the Ludob Sunday Show, 800-848-9222. We're coming right back. Stay with us. It's
0: Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air on 77 WABC.
1: We're talking about uh, the speakers, uh, speakership. That looks like uh, Jim Jordan now has a very good case uh, that he will be indeed elected. We'll see. That's not. It's going to be close no matter what. But Hakeem Jeffries, the the majority, the minority leader rather, in the House of Representatives. This, starting a little brush fire, uh, talking about how he wants to put together a, 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 a bit of a collaborative effort, a bipartisan effort uh, with the Republicans. Here he is on Meet the Press. See if you don't get a kick out of the smooth way in which he tries to bring this together. Here he is.
6: Are you actually having conversations behind the scenes with your Republican counterparts? about trying to create a bipartisan solution a governing coalition
4: there are informal conversations that have been underway when we get back to washington tomorrow it's important to begin to formalize those discussions from the very beginning of this congress house democrats have made clear that we want to continue to put people over politics and to fight for things like lower costs, better paying jobs safer communities and to build an economy that works From the middle out and the bottom up. On the other hand, House Republicans have been focused on fighting each other. It's time to end the Republican civil war so we can get back to doing the business of the American people. And we as House Democrats are committed to finding that bipartisan path forward in a meaningful way. We can get out of
6: Jeffries. This has been going on for 11 days. Why haven't formal conversations started yet?
1: Why haven't they started yet? That's the that's the real question, uh, because they haven't really begun in any fashion other than I believe in the in the minority leaders' minds. Uh, and there's an interesting other part of uh, this uh, these developments. President Biden, as this speakership is going on, and the, the open border is a huge issue. Biden has ordered commercial banks not to reject illegal immigrants' loan applications. Can you believe that? The Biden administration warning, not saying please do it, warning U.S. banks and other institutions they cannot legally reject illegal immigrants' credit applications based solely or predominantly on their immigration status. Well, what other – they don't have – they don't have jobs, I would assume most of them. They don't have money. They don't have anything but the fact that they are uh, immigrants. It's just an outrage. And we're going to go to the phones as uh, we take up that issue and more. Uh, let's uh, turn to, uh, let me see where we are. We're at Rick in, in uh, Elmwood Park. Well, welcome to the show.
8: Thanks for taking my call. Um, The word on the street is Soros and company are controlling America, and science and history prove that climate change is natural. CO2 doesn't control the temperature. It doesn't even control the greenhouse effect. Water vapor controls the greenhouse effect, and other factors really control temperature like the sun, atmospheric pressure, cloud coverage, the Earth albedo, uh, Milankovitch cycles,
2: a lot of things
1: well i think I think that's right, and that's a pretty good thirty second lesson in uh, climatology. We appreciate it i I think also that we have to look at the very real prospect that George Soros is not ever concerned about being right. he only wants to have the influence uh, in the direction uh, of his own money uh, always uh whatever the position yeah. is he takes on whatever the public policy is. Uh, thanks very much for being with us here. Uh, on Lou Dimes Sunday. Let's go to, uh, let's go to, uh, is it uh, Mimi in New Hyde Park?
7: Yes, it is. Thank you. All right,
1: Good to have you here.
7: Um, I I was listening to Newsmax, and I loved uh, Jim Jordan. He's so tenacious. He looks for the truth. He acts for America, for all Americans. We love him. But they said that he doesn't collect enough money. And the moderates, there are a lot of moderates who don't want him. So I'm just worried that he's going to have a problem um, on Tuesday.
1: I think he will have a problem, uh, Mimi, and the problem will be that he's going to need everybody to vote for him. It's going to be he's got to have 217. He's going to need every vote he can get. But right now, just to make you feel a little better, every one of his rivals is, is supporting him. And have thrown their support to him publicly. And that's going to be very important. And there is a, at least a, I guess you could call it a cautious optimism, uh, that indeed he will prevail. And some are even saying some of the people that I've been talking to, to whom I listen, uh, they're thinking there's even a possibility that it'll be on the first vote, uh, when they come back Tuesday and uh, vote on the, uh, on the nominees. Uh, Nimi, thank you. And let's go to Adam in New York City. Adam. Yes, good
8: good afternoon sir. I first of all two things I'd like to compliment you on your professional style and reporting and in your in your responses to the callers.
7: Well, That's thank one you.
8: thing. Sec, second point I'd like to bring up is that the consequence of this Arab-Israeli conflict on the United States is, is disastrous. You have the far left utilizing this. They're basically pandering against a group of people, young Americans, ages 15 through 30, to basically swing around and say, look, we'll give you uh, student loan forgiveness. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. We'll, yeah. Your parents can't tell you what gender you want to be. They're, they're giving them everything they think they want. And now they've, they've introduced the element where they're, the groups are supporting, these young people are supporting Palestine in mass. Uh, predominantly in the right states like New York and California, right. my 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 complete concern on this, my fear is that this is this is spreading throughout the country, and that the the government has succeeded, the far left has succeeded in basically, I hate to use the word, castrating the the relationship between uh, parents and their and their young children, yeah. uh, and it's it they've taken the place ostensibly in terms of of teaching them uh, what is moral, what is not, and what is right, what is wrong.
1: And- Adam, if I may, let me answer what you've already put on. We've got a hard out coming right at us, so I want to, if I may, answer uh, part of your question. One is, it's when you talk about the castrating the relationship, uh, It's there's another word. It's indoctrination, and we're seeing the relationship between the Marxist Dems, uh, the anti-Semites, Uh, and we have a very dark force working within this country. It's a fifth column. It is a coalition uh, that approximates that of the Marxist Dem Party, and we have to deal with that reality. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. Thanks for being with us.